What's up, guys, and welcome back to the Staying Driven Podcast. I'm your host, Steph Roach, and this is a podcast with you in mind. I am so excited about today's guest because it was, quite honestly, one of the most requested guests that we had from the Staying Driven community. I'm really excited to introduce you to Jerry Conti and his mom, Denise. We sit down and talk about all things life. We talk about what it's like to grow up in a household full of boys and what it's like to navigate life as somebody that is neurodivergent. This was an incredible conversation, and I hope you guys enjoy it as much as I did. Let's get into it. All right, well, today, Jerry, I am so excited to kind of put you in the hot seat because I've had so many requests to have you on the podcast. Um, I do have Jerry and your mom with you here. Denise, hi, it's nice to have you on the podcast. Hi, thank you. I wanted to learn a little bit more just about your background and your story um, and kind of understanding what it was like growing up. Jerry, I'm going to ask your mom a couple of questions first, and then we're kind of going to go from from that conversation and move towards chatting with you a little bit. Does that sound good? It does. All right. So, Miss Denise, what was it like growing up? Well, I think Jerry has explained to me he has two other brothers. Is that correct? Yes. He's the oldest. What is it like raising three boys? Uh, fun. I love, I loved having boys. I, I don't know. I definitely enjoyed it. Yeah. I bet your, your house seems like it's full of so much love and so much support. Um, how did you end up finding staying driven? Um, so what had happened was, is, you know, trying to get Jerry like physically active. We had tried different things. We tried like Zumba and we tried, um, uh, joining a gym and nothing was quite like fitting for him and he wasn't very active. So, um, I just started looking online to see if there was something online, maybe he could join. And I just, I don't know what I typed in and searched when I came across it. And it was just like, oh, it was just like, you know, finding a, it was just such a great thing that we found you because it's perfect for him and he loves it. I love it. We love having Jerry. I, w- I want you to talk a little bit about um, Jerry and Jerry's diagnosis and what it was like growing up and having to raise someone that ha- does have different abilities. Um, so he has a developmental disability. So we kind of realized that pretty early on, like even by the time before he was even one years old, we realized he was you know, n- not meeting the general milestones. And then as you know, as he progressed and got older, we started to see something was a little different, like he wasn't talking and had some motor problems and things like that. But, um, um, it, you know, he was, has always been such a just joyful, easygoing, relaxed child, now adult. And, um, like his personality now, he was always like that. So it was easy, you know, to be honest, he was never, um, even given his limitations, I know some of his teachers used to always say they were, when he would join the class, they were expecting him to be more frustrated and to, you know, have tantrums. And because that's not unusual for somebody who has like, you know, a developmental disability or limitations. And he just didn't, he's just kind of always is just like gone with the flow and like, oh, you want me to do this? Okay, I'll try that and I'll try that. And he's just always been so amazing. He's just a joy, he really is. I know. We got so lucky, Jerry. I think 
it's hard to explain how much you mean to people and i think it's it's really interesting because we've we've never met in person is that correct that's right right yeah we've never had the opportunity to meet in person and i truly feel like we've known each other our whole lives and so when you came into our class jerry i've worked with adults and children on um, many different spectrums and uh, autism spectrum, um, developmental disabilities, but I'd never met somebody quite like you before because you were so willing to try new things and you were also willing to communicate what you did or didn't like. And I thought that was really special because in what we do for fitness, I'm not able to physically be next to you. So I won't know physically if something is hurting you, if something is bothering you. So to be able to communicate those feelings and be in an entire group of people of different abilities, not one person is the same in staying driven. And I think that's what's really cool about your perspective is everybody can respect that we all have different perspectives. And I think, you know, we've now learned like, what kind of makes you tick, Jerry? And we, we, we love hearing the news from Jerry and being able to keep us updated every day. And people are just kind of leaning into that. So I think it's been really interesting to watch that flourish. You know, in the beginning, you might have been a little bit more timid. But now it's like, Jerry's here. And if he's not here, where is he? <laughs> well, yeah. what, what is your favorite thing about staying driven, Jerry? Uh, the wood gals, the apple pickers. Yeah, you like the apple pickers? So for those that don't know, apple pickers are a movement that we do in Staying Driven where you take your hands and you go above your head and you pull those apples off the tree. And so that is one of Jerry's <laughs> favorite movements. Uh, what do you think is most challenging about Staying Driven, Jerry? I know it's a great company. I've been with like for three years. And yeah, you've been with us for a while. You've been with us for a while. Lucy, Bobby, and Coach Paul. Yeah. I think Coach Angie is your favorite, and we're not upset about it. <laughs> well, good to know she's coming back this week, so you'll be very excited. What do you think you wish people knew about you, Jerry, that they don't necessarily know or haven't had the opportunity to what 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 about you do people not know that you would like people to know yeah you love helping people and you every last my brain i get the fifth time this is lost this last week well you know i'm so sorry we lost her but I do know that your your work that you do with Meals on Wheels is very important, right? Yeah, I do Mondays, but sometimes feel as like Fridays, Tuesdays, maybe Wednesdays. When Jerry was born, Miss Denise, did you ever think that he would hold a job? Did you ever? Did anyone ever tell you that he wouldn't, or did you just kind of go with the flow like Jerry? I, you know, I just kind of went with the flow because originally we were told various different things like I one person had told me he would never talk and 
so we just didn't know what to expect. And so we just kind of just went. And he was, again, he was just kind of that way. He was just very easygoing, always willing to try everything and do whatever, you know, you, you were trying to get him to do. And, and we just tried to use what he could do. So like in the beginning, you know, when he was like maybe, you know, four or five and still couldn't really talk, we would put, um, but he was trying to communicate. So we put like um, little pictures of different things and we Velcroed them to the walls and he could pull them off and hand them to us. So he was always willing to learn new things. And, you know, so we just went with, you know, where he was at. And, um, and I, I mean, I'm amazed at, at, you know, how far he's come and all the things he's able to do. And I'm just amazed at the person he's become. I, I really, I'm really proud of him that, you know, he, he is the way he is. It's not very often that you kind of have a family unit that you guys do. And, and over the years, I've kind of gotten to understand the, the, all the players in Jerry's life. And it's been really interesting to meet, you know, his grandparents and, and you. And I don't know that I've gotten to meet his dad yet, but just understanding how supportive you all are um, is very rare, In as as sad as that sounds, in, in more of the disability community than you would think. Um, do you find it, like, um, frustrating that people have different perceptions of what Jerry can and can't do? Or is it just something that you've kind of like learned to live with? Yeah, I, um, I definitely don't find it frustrating. I feel like people have always, I, I know when he was young, that was a fear of mine was that maybe kids would treat him differently or adults or, you know, I remember having that fear, but it actually has really never happened. Like, People are always so kind and responsive to him. We always joke that he's um, that he's a magnet because people are always like giving him things, like free things. They'd be like, you know, they just meet him and they they seem to want to like yeah. give him. Things. So we call him the magnet because yeah. people are always giving him things. They just, you know, they hold the door for him. They smile at him. He brings out like the best in people. So it's actually been the opposite of what I feared. And sometimes, you know, I'll see people, um, especially maybe like kids or something, stare when they hear them talk. But that's just because they're curious. And I always smile at them. And I kind of welcome it because the more people that are drawn to him, the more, you know, the more people can understand that, you know, it's okay to be different or, you know, have a, uh, you know, a, a strength or a limitation or whatever. You know, everybody, everybody has those. Everybody. Yeah. When I was a little girl, Jerry, I learned very quickly how to describe my differences, my disability to people. How did your parents teach you when you were little to be able to describe what makes you different? I'm not. I was little. I couldn't talk. I couldn't walk. Did you? Until my mom kissed me and they went to kindergarten, plus maybe C's, one, two, three's. I mean, yeah. I to this the, do, yeah. you, do you think that jerry understands that he has autism or is some is some sort of different um uh, maybe but at the same time like we don't really treat him any different like you know like you know when you live with somebody you almost forget there is that you know that's just this yes. is jerry and so you know we don't really treat him any different or um you know so i don't know it's just you, you really kind of forget 
yeah something is different or and you know what i mean like sometimes I, I i'm out and i will see somebody stare or something and i'm like I, I wonder what they're looking at like i forget that it might something might look different to them because i'm so used to yeah, this is Jerry. <laughs> I think it's so interesting, right? Because, and the only reason I asked that question is because those advocacy skills, when we're independent, right? And we're by ourselves, like having to explain to somebody why something looks different. Now, obviously my disability is very apparent. Like when you, when you see me, he doesn't get to see me like standing up or whatever, but I can't stand without the use of my crutches right? Or I can't really move without the use of some assistance, whether it's my crutches or my wheelchairs. So like if Jerry and I were walking down the street together, they would, you know, all of the assumptions of being physically different would be placed on me immediately because that's what people see, right? And so from a very early age, I really had to learn those advocacy skills, just like you were talking about when Jerry was younger and he started to pick up his language you realized he could communicate I just wondered if those were skills that you tried to instill in him and in explaining to people if he needed something you know that's interesting one thing I did have to teach him was because he's so cooperative and so willing to try things there was a time maybe um I don't know, maybe like six, seven years ago where I noticed he didn't stand up for himself if there was something he didn't want to do or didn't want to try. And I really had to teach him like, it's okay to sometimes say, I don't like that or I don't want to do that. And and I had to work on that. And now I see that. I see him being able to say, um, you know, um, to to say, no, I don't, I don't like that or I really don't want to do that. But it was something I had to teach him. He was overly cooperative. Yeah. Yeah, that's a very important skill, right? It's saying like, hey, this doesn't feel good for me right now. Yeah. Especially, Jerry, when we talk about doing staying driven workouts and we're um, over the computer and like, let's say you're you're having a really tough day, right? And we've talked about some of your tough days that you've had and you're just really feeling frustrated. You could always say to me, push stuff. I don't want to do that movement today. And I would say that is perfectly fine, right? And that's really important boundaries to understand, especially when we can't physically be together, you know? But I think that's a really important skill that you have and that's something that you should be really proud of because being able to use your voice is really important. You have a lot of amazing things to say and a lot of amazing talents that we're like slowly uncovering we realized that you like to draw a lot, right? You like to paint and draw. Yes, yes, I do. I take a look close, I'll assume. Yeah, that's incredible. And you play a bunch of instruments. You play the harmonica, is that right? Yes, yes, I have. What else do you play? Guitar, ukulele, swabs, my piano. You're very talented. Do you know that? <laughs> You're very, very talented. What's some of your favorite movies, Jerry? Toy Story. Toy Story? Have you seen... Have you seen all four of them? Yes, yes, I have. It's my favorite one. Toy Story World really Del Wickles. That's Mr. Potato Head. He was so hilarious. Yeah, he was pretty funny, huh? 
I, I think that sometimes they should stop when they make the first movie and it's great. <laughs> they, they don't need to keep making a Millie movie. Do you like the social aspect of staying driven, Jerry? Do you like joking around with people? And I do. I really do. Yeah, everybody talking to everyone? Yes. <laughs> Say yes. it again. Yes. Yeah, you like that part? I really do like a pod. Jerry's like our newscaster. He gives us all the updates, all the headlines. He always knows everything that's going on. <laughs> I know, every day. <laughs> that's awesome. What do you think you learned from living with Jerry and, and working with Jerry in his communication with his brothers? Do you find that it's just like a normal sibling relationship? Do you find like that you've had to again, like enforce different skills or newer skills to be able to have him grow with them? Or has it just been like any other? So it, it is interesting because my middle son also has a developmental disability. And then my third son is a typical kid. So um, it, it has been kind of interesting and, and maybe different, but this is, I don't have anything to compare it to. So, yeah. um, you know, now my... Uh, my middle son is 19, so he's also out of high school. So actually, the two of them have been doing a lot of things together. And I'm trying to kind of foster a, a better relationship with the two of them because they can help each other in the future. Um, they have different skills, and they kind of complement each other a little bit, like some of the skills that Jerry has, my other son doesn't, and vice versa. Yeah. So they do the volunteering together. We do... Um, some other things going out together and I'm trying to get them to work more together and, and learn how to help each other for the future. So, and their relationship with my youngest son, Jerry gets along great with him and he's really wonderful at helping Jerry and, and also treating him just normally, you know, just yeah. like, yeah, he's really good at that. I grew up with my two brothers so I have a twin brother and then my older brother is nine and a half months older than us and then I have a younger sister and I have uh, a bunch of step siblings and so I was the only one that was born with a physical disability and so like I think one of the things that helped me most in life was just being treated like you know a typical kid and you know and my parents or family never really treated me any any different in the sense of um, they might have had to focus on me a little bit more when it came to like doctor's appointments and stuff. But I think having that like typical versus atypical relationship or just dynamic in the family has to be really interesting. And I would I, I would kind of love to be able to see from your other son's perspective what that might be like for him and see how it uh I don't know how it's affected him in some way or or not affected him or if it's made him more empathetic towards people. You know, I find, I find it to be interesting. Yeah, I, I do think it ha definitely has made him more empathetic and more compassionate. Like he wants to be, he's 16. He wants to be a teacher. Um, like I just think that he's taken on like a little bit of that role of um I remember one time when he was in middle school, he wrote an art something for school, and it said the title of it was um, "The Youngest is the Oldest," and it was kind of like how he he recognized that even though he's the youngest, there's things he can do that his older brothers can't, and 
And he's handled it really well. I think it's kind of made him more mature than, you know, a, a typical 16-year-old. So um, I'm really proud of him, too. Yeah. Really? It's just so interesting. And I think about the conversations that I've had with my own sister, you know, growing up, because she's three years younger, but we lived literally connected to each other, like growing up. So like her room was connected to mine. And so physically, if I would need help to do like to put on my shoes when I didn't know how to put on my shoes or just make things faster, she would help me. And it wasn't until later on in life that I realized how much it actually affected her. And we kind of got to have those conversations, which I thought was really interesting of just the different perspectives, right? And if you grew up in a house where everybody was typical, you have one perspective. If you grew up in a house where everybody's atypical, you have one perspective. But when you have that mix, it's kind of like the ability uh, to grow kind of happens a little bit maybe faster, <laughs> uh, maybe kind of growing up a little bit faster and learning a lot about, you know, patience and empathy. And I think that's what's so special about having somebody like Jerry in, you know, just a mainstream group of people is that it was never explained. Nobody ever um, pinpoints somebody's disability, right? So we don't just go, oh, Steph has CP. You've got to treat her this way. Jerry has this. You've got to treat him that way. So I never, I have never um, just pinpointed somebody because that's not who we are as people, right? That's not important. But I think what's so magical is that everybody's just kind of taken him into the group and it's, you know, just accepted him <laughs> for the fact that he's as amazing as he is just as he comes. And so I think that's really special because that's a testament to you, Jerry, the way that you welcome people, the way that you remember people and their their names and come to class, come to class. It's really cool to see you put an effort in socially and just wanting to be people's friend and wanting to be part of the group. So... I think you should be really proud of yourself for that. I I should. Yeah. Is there something that you wish that people knew about people that are atypical that they don't already know? I guess you only know they'll be with you. Say it again. I want to be, want to be their friend. You want to be everybody's friend, right? I do. And you're very capable of doing so. I think you're very smart. If you had a dream job, what would it be? Well, I guess I will be having those kind of reference to us so I could play all the people at my tears. You want to work at the church and help other people? My, my, my party of work will be for 50 years. Say that again, Denise. I can't. Oh, his um, the pastor. He's been there for he's been a priest for fifty years. He has very into church. He loves going to church. And I know um, how. Um, how did you get involved in church, Jerry? I don't know. So what? Um, I used to go to secret hostels, which now was by Father Chris. And he used to work with McManus. He used to go to be a martyr's family. So we were Catholic and we, um, when Jerry was about five years old, we found um, a church nearby, not in our 
our um, town, but nearby, that had this amazing program for special needs kids, like all the way up through teenagers, and helped them like learn religion and receive the sacraments. And it was amazing. They took kids of all abilities, even nonverbal kids. And and we got so involved in the parish that we switched to that parish and we've been there ever since. So it's a such a welcoming church for, and there's a lot of people with all different special needs, adults, kids, and, um, you know, they let them join in and be probably like Jerry's an usher. And, um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's just a very welcoming place. That's incredible. What do you think your biggest hope for Jerry is, Denise? Um, just, I, I, just to continue as he is just to be a, you know, a, like he always says he's a nice, kind person, but that's it. That's like, to me, that's the goal. It's just being a good, kind, nice person and the rest will fall into place. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're a pretty incredible human, Jerry. And I tell you that all the time, but I don't just say that. I think it, it speaks volumes that people want to know about you. People believe that you have a voice and we love hearing your voice we love hearing what you have to say and just knowing that you're valued you're not just valued as part of staying driven or you know a company you're valued as our friend and I think like that's what I hope that people get out of learning more about you is that you just want to be people's friend and 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 just want to socialize just like anybody else you know we have our jokes in staying driven and we all laugh a lot but I think it's important for people to realize like we make a lot of assumptions about humans just in general right and so you see somebody on the street and you automatically make an assumption and you can create this whole life in your brain about this one person but what happens when they open their mouth and that whole perception of the life that you've built in your brain for that person just explodes, right? And I think that's kind of what's so interesting about, I remember getting your email and your email um, in the best way was like very protective of him and saying like, I promise like everything is gonna be fine, like high functioning, all this stuff, right? And it was just very protective of like, he's gonna be great in a group. And I remember reading it and just being like, I can't wait to meet this person because as much as like you're the parent and you have this view of him, I can't wait to meet him as just the athlete, as just the person. And he's just as incredible as you said he was in your email, but you don't have to like wear certain like what they call like the the um, the white gloves, right? Or like the protective gloves. He's just Jerry, right? And I think that that's something that really was pulled out of him being part of the group and just kind of um, getting to know him a little more, you know, understanding what he likes and what he doesn't like and just being part of the group. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And he does it all well independently, which, you know, is is nice because I'm trying to, you know, help him develop some of that independence so... Um, you know, he joins, he logs in, does it all completely on his own. I know. Terry, you're very routine-oriented. What do you think your favorite part of your routine is? What What do you What do you love to do besides logging on to staying driven? What do you love to do so much throughout your day? 
Copy with face and use the wheels, all the programs, and it now will focus. Yeah. You you like the structure, right? You like having people in in person. Yeah. That structure has probably been so important for your life, hasn't it? It has. Has it been really good for you, Denise, to be able to kind of figure out that structure and figure out, like, what makes him tick? Yes. I, I knew early on he likes to know what's what's coming up and what's next. So actually every day I write out his schedule for him so he can see what time he's doing what, what he has that day. And then he fills in stuff also, you know, he'll write on it also. But he's always liked to know, like, what what does my day look like and what's coming up? And that really has helped him, I think, you know, stay calm and not get frustrated by life. And, and um, yeah, that's been important for sure. One of the things I think we talked about too was sometimes life happens, right? And sometimes the schedule isn't always going to be the schedule. And I think one of the things that you worked really hard on and one of the things that's been a really big improvement for you, Jerry, is if God forbid one of the classes gets moved or or one of the coaches is supposed to coach and they're not there and somebody else is there you've been doing a really great job of just adapting to something that's different right and that can be really challenging and i i really appreciate that from you in the fact that you're being willing to like okay things happen you know and because i can understand how important that structure is and when it doesn't happen exactly as we want it to it can be super frustrating but you've been doing an incredible job of just kind of going with the flow and i think that's cool too yeah and the strength yeah what do you think is something that he's really learned that you can see from your perspective that he's really learned through doing staying driven and being part of the group many things one i noticed kind of early on uh, you know maybe within the first six months or something was his stamina had improved we we um every year we have a membership to the bronx zoo and the bronx zoo is huge and it's a lot of walking and you know he would get tired um pretty quickly and i had noticed after he was doing the stand driven for about six months i noticed like we were walking all over the zoo and he wasn't like normally he starts to kind of hunch over and get tired and slow down he never complains but you see it like you can physically see it and i noticed his stamina was so much better and i saw i was like well so physically that's one change is that you know um it really has made a difference and socially um you know i'm not in his room when he's doing it but sometimes if i'm passing by his room i can hear him talking and conversing and opening up which he does tend to be a little on the shy side you know so like even now little hesitant to talk right now but once you bring that out of him he's got a lot to say so i hear him you know talking to everybody and sharing and asking questions and then he'll come to me later on and tell me some information about you know who's sick or who something that's going on so yeah so socially it's been great physically you know it makes him happy he's always got a smile and he he does it every day monday through friday i know i I love it so much he, he wrote Coach Angie a get well card, and I was most impressed, Jerry, by your handwriting. I think your handwriting is better than most humans that I know. So, 
I know she got back I love the all book series. I know. And you know what? What's really cool is I just set the schedule for this week and she's back. She's healthy and she feels good and she's going to be back in class. So that's really exciting. Jerry, I'm going to ask you one more question and then you guys can go enjoy the rest of your day, okay? What's something that you think would surprise people if they knew about you? Oh no, that cool when my hero, Mr. Wallace's, who I still love, is to collect him today. So I can explain this. <laughs> he said his hero is Mr. Rogers, Mr. Fred Rogers from Mr. Rogers' oh. neighborhood. Yeah. He always loves Mr. Rogers. So <laughs> that, yeah, he has actually a little doll of Mr. Rogers that he likes to carry around. And um, that um, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Me. <laughs> yeah. That's a great role model for anybody. <laughs> yeah, that is very surprising, but that makes a lot of sense. I love it so much. And what's something, Denise, that you think um, would surprise people about? jerry if they don't already know um let's see the, well the only thing i can think of is was kind of his like special ability which is not everybody knows this but he has an amazing memory he loves biographies and he has his room is filled with biographies that we've gotten that like book you know book sales and things like that and um he looks up biographical information on online and he has an his memory is unbelievable as far as being able to, if you asked him something about anybody who, you know, died in the last like 80 years, he can tell you the year they died, what they died from, how old they were, things about their life. It's, it's uncanny, like the ability, the memory he has. So that's, that's something not everybody knows, but when you realize it and you start asking him questions, you're shocked by how much he's got like an encyclopedia in his head. That's incredible. Incredible. I think you are just, I don't even know how to explain it, Jerry. You're just somebody that means so much to us and so much to me and even so much to my husband, Ty. Um, Ty doesn't do staying driven class, but Ty will, uh, you know, when he sees Jerry log on or sees people log on, he'll say hi. And so he and Jerry have started talking a little bit. And so they get to say hi to each other. And it just, it's, you're, you're a really incredible human and I'm so glad that you spent a little bit of time with me today because I want people to know more about you and I think more people should know about you, Jerry, and I think more people should be willing to have a little bit more of an open mind because you never know. Um, there may be a diagnosis on paper, but you never know what that diagnosis will look like until it comes to life, right? And the fact that we live with dif different abilities every single day, different, right? But just because it's some diagnosis or somebody gave us something on paper doesn't mean that that's what it looks like in everyday life. And so I hope that this conversation sheds light on the things that you are able to do and the things that you bring to a community of people and the things that you bring to people's daily life because it's really something special. So... I hope you're super proud of that. I am. Awesome. Well, do you have any other questions for me? No, I don't. All right. Well, I have so enjoyed this conversation, and I hope that you continue to do Staying Driven for a long time. 
but uh, just know that you make a difference in, in a lot of people's lives. And I'm hoping this conversation will spark other conversations for other people to have as well. So thank you so much for being on the podcast. You are cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Till next time, guys. Okay. Bye.